Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Block your radio. Lady, don't do that to me. She did it to me. Good morning. Good morning. Nobody probably hung out How after that two minutes of silence. I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I am doing well. I'm excited. I always get super pumped whenever we have a show, and I don't know exactly what it's going to be about or how it's going to go, and I just get excited anyway. It's like it's like a great cup of coffee that you know somebody makes for you, and you don't you don't even care what flavor it is. You're just like, oh, I know <sighs> it's going to be amazing. So that is kind of how I'm feeling. They call it a caramel, caramelata macchiato because we were. <laughs> oh, I was a that late. Got to be Sorry about that. Well, let me tell you what happened. I love my excuses. Let me do. It. I was um, putting all the stuff in, and then I hit go to studio too quickly before it was done uploading. So at four twenty eight point seven, I had to redo it all. I gotta go in there. I, the description was so awesome. Have you ever worked so hard on something? And yes. <laughs> right when you go, but oh. Man. So, yeah, no, we've cut it close. I would say in, you know, the three and a half years, we've cut it close a lot. But that was a good two minutes of silence, guys. And so I want to apologize on behalf of myself for showing up late. But you know what? We're going to bring, it, we're going to bring the heat. And I think starting that off is always prayer. So I love it if you prayed for us. All righty. Jeremy, Father, I just want to say thank you. Uh, we start that way every show, just thanking you for your goodness, the goodness before that you have already given us, the goodness that you have placed right in front of us today. Let us not take that for granted. And the goodness that you have waiting for us. And even if life is looking pretty rocky right now, we know that if we look far enough ahead into the future, that you have glorious plans for us. And even if nothing this side of heaven was ever good again, the fact that you have heaven waiting for us and all of the blessings there, God, we couldn't help but rejoice today and say thank you for what's coming. So we just thank you for all of your blessings, and we thank you for the trials that grow us and strengthen us and give us more compassion for others. We thank you for the friends that we learn are so true during our trials. And I also just want to say thank you for all of the athletes in the Olympics that you have risen up giving them a platform to glorify you. I'm so excited seeing more and more and more of these gold medal and silver and bronze medal winners just giving God the glory. And thank you for that. Thank you for their testimony. Thank you for the excitement I know that they must feel standing up there on that stand saying, thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you, God, for getting me here. And I just know as a Christian that that is such a crowning moment for them to be able to say, here, God, it's yours. So thank you for the testimony that you have that you are shining through in the Olympics this year. And I I haven't really watched them because I don't have time, but I see Facebook threads, and those are inspiring to me. So even though I don't get to sit and pour through um, enjoying watching every moment, I just I thank you for the snippets where I'm able to see clearly that people are turning their gifts back up toward heaven and saying, this is where it came from. My God gets the glory. 
So I just pray that in our lives, whenever anything goes good for us, that we would do the same thing, even on a very small scale. Um, when we do have a cup of coffee that turns out great or we, you know, our kids mm-hmm. do something fantastic, that we would look up and say, thank you, God, for allowing this to happen. Thank you for working through me because I couldn't do it alone. So just thank you for the reminder daily that nothing we do are we doing it alone, that we always have your help and your strength. And I thank you for the meme that I just saw on Instagram a little bit ago posting something for our grads that David didn't have to assess the strength of Goliath because he already knew the strength of his God. So thank you for that and going into that today. Thank you that we don't have to worry about how strong our enemy is because we already know how strong our God is. And I thank you for the victory Mm -hmm. that you've already given us. We pray in your name. Amen. Man, I think about the dung beetle. You know, the dung beetle? Yeah. The beetle, he rolls poop. Okay. You know, and then the butterfly. And just how we do that in life, I think, with people. You know, we put people in these categories of different things of not good and good, butterfly good, dung beetle, not good, you know. And really, it's a stop. And you had posted this thing, and it was really awesome this morning. It was about, um, let me tell them about it, that the Joe Funny, Funny Fridays with the guy, with the differences oh, with the kids. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I accidentally found it this morning, and he it, it looks as though I, I don't know anything about his ministry except that I just stumbled on a video this morning, and it looks as though he probably is a pastor who has just a very real-life approach to the gospel and a very day-to-day approach to how to live a godly life and how how to view things away from the way that we normally in society view things. And he was even talking about how, you know, you have a child and then you feel like you're a pro, you're second one, you're like, okay, I got this. But then your second kid is like so different. And you're like, okay, no, I don't got this. Why are you so different? How come you're not like Sarah? And how come you're not like Bobby? And, and so he's talking about all of these things that make our kids so different. And then he goes into talking about how creative our God is. <laughs> and he does things like, look at the peacock. I mean, just think about it. This is our God. He's creative. And then he goes into this fluorescent, um, behinded baboon, you know, and how God must have gone through a couple of rounds on that one. And it was just stinking hilarious. I'll post it to the Chicks page later. Um, as soon as we get done with the show, I'll post it there. But it was just such a cool way of thinking. You know, God gave so much creativity out of himself just to create the animals and how much more he has given his creativity. And he says, I've created mankind in my own image. So how much more does he care about making each of us unique and celebrating our own gifts? And he said something that I've, oh, I've heard so many times, but he says, your gift will make room for you. And the way he explained it was just a more beautiful and practical and inspirational way than I've ever heard it before. Because it wasn't, you know, that we have to stand on the Rio platform and get a medal from the Olympics. I mean, he was basically just saying, whatever it is that God has made you good at, uh, follow that and pursue that because yeah. that is what you were meant to do. And so some of us don't know what that's like to have family or friends that support. And some of us know what it's like to have a super supportive system right around us. But no matter what, whether you have that support or not, how vital it is that you do follow the gifts that God has placed in your heart because that was your job. Like he did that on purpose. He creatively said, you are going to be good at this. And this is what I want to see in your life. And it was just really cool. I'll post it later. Yeah, it is awesome. I, don't know if I mean, it you me to really got to open my eyes. You what? I don't, I don't know if that's the part you wanted me to cover or not. I, I was just trying to no, remember that's, it all because it's exactly, so cool. Yeah, I mean, it's perfect. I mean, I love, 
when he talked about that, it was just that reminder, you know, that, you know, why can't you be more like your sister? It was one of the things he said in there. And, you know, we do that. We pigeonhole people. Why can't you be more like me? It's who we do. We, you know, we come to people and we're like, why can't you be more like me? And when they're not, then all of a sudden we have a problem with them. Instead of really embracing the dung beetle, you know, I mean, and God doesn't make mistakes. His creation is awesome. Every animal, every detail. I don't even think we really realize all the detail. Go look at a leaf. Go pull a leaf off a tree. One leaf. And look at that detail in that one Yes. Leaf. We ignore all the detail. And we, you know, we all want to, you know, those peeps, they come out of Christmas, they come out of uh, Easter, sorry, peeps. Uh, I don't like them. They're not my thing. But they're, imagine all of them <laughs> in a row. How disgustingly vomitish that would be. It would just be horrible. We're not all meant to be peeps. I mean, and when we stop looking at the details in another person, I think that's what happens. You know, another thing that stemmed from me is I had a problem with, with somebody I had uh, met this past weekend. And I wouldn't say problem. Yeah, you know, I have to be real about it. I, it was difficult. We were differences. We were the dung beetle and the butterfly. And I'll take dung beetle all day long because all his creations are beautiful. <laughs> there, are none, there, are no, uh, there are no mistakes. There are none that doesn't have purpose. There are whatever. Uh, I'm going to blow your mind, Laura. 48-hour film project we had this past weekend in San Antonio where I live. It's a thing where local directors come out and they give them a genre on Friday night at 6 o'clock. Musical, comedy, western, you know, uh, sci-fi, romance, uh, action filler, animal film. I mean, there's about 15 different genres you could get and draw. you draw them out of a hat. Once you draw your genre, you go, you book it, you have to write a script, find location, and shoot a movie and edit it and turn it all in by Sunday. And it is the hardcore, wow. in my opinion, the most hardcore when it comes to production, when it comes to team effort and work that you've ever seen. Now, when I first got introduced to the project, I, um, you know, had initially was supposed to work with somebody. God had led me to another group. And, you know, I say stuff like that. Let me explain it more deeply here. When you feel angst or anxiety about where you're like, oh, um, uh, I don't know how to explain it. When God's leading you somewhere, you feel peace. And there is a right. peace about, all right. You know, it, I, that's really the only way that I, I could audibly do it, is explain it to you, is that there was just a peace about, where I, where I felt he was leading me to go. And I am I, apprehensive about saying that because anxiety sometimes does follow when you're following God. And so, you know, oh, sure. don't look at anxiety as like, yeah, oh, no, God doesn't want me there. But just look for the peace in the, you know, in the excitement. Um, and so in meeting with the group, they were awesome. We met and creatively talk about a high-pressure environment. I mean, I couldn't explain to you any more other than it's high pressure because when you have very, you know, competitive, creative people in a room and, it, you know, things are going to go, that's just and, – and anywhere God's going to bless, I feel like the enemy's like, um, I'm going to come shut down the door on this because it's not going to work. And so in those days, what was written between six people – um, and was given, we, we ended up shooting at Game On, which is where Klepto and Roman and Mike Hickman and Adrian Lucio, Bob Smiley, all these big hitters, right? They're at. And Yay. I'm like, oh, y'all, we have a, the thing that we could do for comedy. And the differences that I speak of is where the dung beetle wanted to roll poop, made the butterfly wanted to fly. You know, because I don't want to down anybody or say anything. I'm just, I'm learning right now today about the differences in each other. Where before I was like, why aren't right. you dung beetling with me? You know, why can't you be creative? Like I'm creative and why can't, because in a creative atmosphere, you have to have positive energy. Bam, bam, back and forth. Doom, doom, doom. It's how it works for me. And when we go and we do our stuff. Um, and in the moments I wasn't appreciating the differences, but I just began to pray about that. And I was like, God, you know what? Come in because I'm getting, 
frustrated. And um, this is me being real. You know, I'd love to say, oh, everything was perfect, and we floated through, and we carried each other. And, but the, real, the reality of stuff is we're all different. And there was two things. Right. I, on Saturday, I'm going to not lie to you. I, I was tired, too, because I had a show, and I was, I was tired. I'm a mom, and I didn't get a lot of sleep, and I was tired. I'm tired, and so I cried. I cried a lot to God. I was like, God, this is hard. I feel like you've called me to this. I feel like you've done this, and I feel like I'm failing at every point. I feel like every, I, everything I do is wrong. I feel like I, there's no any, I, I cry out to him. Father, why would you call me to do something that I feel clearly like I'm failing at right now? This is Saturday night. And, so, and I woke, or Sunday, or, uh, yeah, it was Friday night, excuse me, going into Saturday. And I said, God, just lead me. And he woke me up that day, and I cried for a little bit more, and he dried my tears, and then I felt that peace come in about going back. And um, I said, all right. And so in, in going back, I was able to learn a lot about myself. You know, um, I have control issues. <laughs> you know what? I don't know how to ever be any other way but real. I don't know how to shell it. I don't know how to fake it. I have control issues. And, you know, I have to I – want, I want God to take that from me. I am – you know, I also give my, myself some, some creds. I'm very creative. God has given me creative gifts, and I'm, I'm glad I'm learning to use them for his glory, even though when I get nervous to do it, because I don't want to do this. I feel very uncomfortable around camera. I do not like uh, – Things like I don't like confrontation. I don't. I don't. I feel like I'm my sweat's gonna show. I feel very insecure um, when it comes to me going on stage. All these things. I'm like, God, please, I don't want to go. And he's like, Come anyway. I want to show you something. At the end of this thing, Laura, this amazing piece of art that the that the butterfly, the dung beetle, the squirrel, the you know, the yo, goodness gracious, the chameleon, the dog, the badger, and the raccoon insert name into wherever, all came together, all different types, all different details in God to create this thing at Laura. It blows my mind. I mean, it's, it's about depression. Two years ago when I wrote about that on the blog, it's just pretty much all about that. You know, what you struggle with, the emptiness, the inner voice that comes in, and that, you know, the dark comedy that we drew, which was awesome, um, we took a twist with it with this person had problems, you know, with pills. And they would take a pill between scenes, take a pill between I thinking back, take a pill between thinking about how they were doing horrible on stage. And at the end scene, she does awesome. She kills it. She goes up. She, and, I mean, it's a scene where I'm like, I'm flying on stage. My, girl, my little gut is, like, flying on stage. And Cletho comes and gives me a high five. And he is so happy for me on stage. You can feel it. I mean, you can, you can feel it on camera because he really is. You know, he's hugging me like, you're crazy, girl. Get over here, you know. You're crazy, mm-hmm. and it's an awesome moment. The music is beautiful, and um, he, he says things like, man, Jessica Ramirez, talk about redemption, man. Talk about the queen of second chances. Wow, where'd she come from? Because it was the redemption scene, right? And then it seems to me um, in the hall, and I'm dead. And uh, at first I was like, man, again, this is a dung beetle. I want to be funny. I'm like, well, let's, it can still be dark without having to be whatever. But then the butterfly comes in and says, no. This is, you know, this is reality. This is something that, you know, some people struggle with. Maybe not you. Because I think that was a problem I was having. I do struggle with depression and things like that, but I don't, you know, whatever. The point is, it needed to be said. Like, it needed to be said. And um, because the ultimate thing and and what bothered me most is watching myself on the floor. And here's what God said. He goes, baby girl, listen, that's inevitable. All right? That's going to happen. You know, we're not worried about that. You're coming to the kingdom with me, and that's beautiful. He goes, think about the ones who are in the dark right now, who when they are on the floor, where they will be. And I want you all with me, okay? 
I want us all to not care about the floor. I want us to all not care about anything in the middle, but to have this eternity. And that is just as simple as saying, God, I know that your son died for my sins. I want you to come live into my heart. And that is a simple, it's a gift. It's a free gift. It is one that people don't believe is that easy. And it is. Um, I'm not going to scream and yell. It is that easy. So if you pray that prayer right now with me, um, and you need us to go even further with you and pray with you about it or talk to you more about life of Christ, which is not this easy life. We're not, we're not promoting easy here. We're pro- promoting peace, um, peace in the turmoil. And so I cry because we will all be there one day. And when the pill is insert whatever it is for you, you know, um, judgment, you know, um, anger, whatever the pill is for you, uh, whether it is drugs, whether it is alcohol, too much coffee, uh, you know, proud, pride. You know what? You could be swallowing pride right. between every moment of thing that you're thinking of. It doesn't matter what. That thing is that you pop between all the blessings. Um, God wants to be there. God wants to be the thing that you that you go to. He wants to be the thing that you relish in, so that when you know you're able to give your gifts to Him, the enemy won't have any place. That was another thing in the video that was awesome. That your kids have gifts, and if you do not nurture them, the enemy will come nurture them for you. You have a choice. You nurture your children's gifts. Right. You nurture your own gifts, or the enemy comes in and nurtures them. So I, I'm really excited. It's a short little film. Um, but God is so good to bless me with that, and it was super um, awesome. And I'm grateful for the differences, and I'm glad that he forgives me for not being more, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm just glad that he's awesome and he has grace. And so, yeah, that's pretty much that. Well, and, the, you know, when you, were saying, when you were saying you, obviously if I, you know, were to be in that, I think we always want to see the stories of overcoming because those are so inspiring, but I think that the brilliance in the film and the reality of it is that, you know, it seems like maybe this butterfly was trying to convey is, look, we really have to step aside and say, hey, great, you know, like we love the uh, Saving the Titans, or I don't even remember the Titans, <laughs> I don't even know the names of these movies, because I haven't seen most of them. Remember uh, the Titans, but, you know, like everything, Remember the Titans, everything is like this, you know, from rags to riches, and it's great, and homeless to Harvard, and all of these stories, it's like, yes, this is how it can happen. But sadly, you know, when you said that about, you know, seeing yourself on the floor, I thought about Amy Winehouse and how she had this incredible vocal gift but just struggled with demons. And I believe that her story probably ended much in hopelessness. Um, There is no indication in her life that that I know of. I mean, I I never really listened to her much because her music was not um, necessarily uplifting and godly, and so I didn't. It didn't really take in too much of it, but after she died, I did listen to more just to hear her voice and the power and the uniqueness, that, that gift God yeah. had given her. It was so unlike any other gift. She just was a brilliant artist, but she struggled and struggled and struggled, and she is one that ended up on the floor. And I think for us to to talk about our own lives, like, no, you know, God gives a victory, and it's great, and hooray, come to the winning team. Like we have to remember that on the other side, there are just as many dying without hope, and that even in the the front of um, fame and fortune and success, sometimes there is someone literally just dying from the inside out, and before you know it, they're gone. And you know, think about Robin Williams. There's just Heath Ledger. There are so many of these people who, on the outside, had just such a fantastic gift. I, I mean, we're talking brilliant gifts. 
with all three of those people, Amy Winehouse, Robin Williams, Heath Ledger, all fantastically brilliant in their own realm. And yet there was just something that got the best of them. And I love that what you're telling us is that, hey, we don't, we don't want it to get the best of you. And through this project, like, look, this could happen. So find the hope before it's too late. And I want to know, when do we get to see this film? You know, the, uh, next Sunday it competes um, at, at the movies at, well, at Alamo Draft House. I, you know what? I'm going to get excited because in a modern world, I'm tired of saying, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. You know what? It's exciting. And it's this little Alamo it Draft is. House in uh, San Antonio. And then I'm sure they'll post some kind of link or something like that. No, listen, is the acting bad? Yeah, it's horrible, okay? But God is stretching, and he is, he is awesome. And he taught me to be in a vulnerable place and what that's like and to trust in him, which is awesome. And, you know, ultimately, too, I think, I feel like in all this, all I keep hearing God say is keep your eye on the prize. Keep your eye on the prize. And whatever you're going through, don't keep the focus on, oh, I'm going to be on the ground. Don't keep the focus on, oh, look what I'm struggling with here, and I'm not going to make it. Keep your eye on the prize. Keep your eye on Jesus. He is awesome. He's just awesome. I mean, if you, <laughs> Jesus is awesome. He is the prize. He is love. Um, you know, when you're dealing with people, keep your eye on the prize. You know, it's right. really so important um, because God, when we go, because like I said, none of that's going to matter. Our lives are a breath. They are a paint. They are a piece of sand. Go sit on the beach one day and go find one grain of sand. Go do that one day, and then you will get small perspective on how poof our life is compared to eternity in God with heaven. So look right. at that little grain of sand. There's probably going to be 50 million of them on your hand because you can't get one. I dare you to get one. You can't do it. I tried it. And then look at the beach, <laughs> and then get right. a grasp of your eternity and your eye on the prize because that little grain of sand, yeah, it's struggling right now. Yeah, it's, you know, it's having a hard time. Maybe it's just going to struggle. It's going to have a hard, hard life. You know, God's going to be there with it. But in eternity, flick once it's done. It's set like jet because God is good. Yeah. Jesus isn't just a thing here. It's not just a T-shirt or a he's it. No, he is real. It is real. God's love is real. Eternity is real, you know. And listen, people are like this. Well, you know, you're wrong. Well, you know what? Don't. I wouldn't bet that way because eternity is a long time. I look at the beach and my little grain of sand is really tiny. And I know that God has me in his hand. He has you in his hand, reality. He has you in his hand. And he just wants, he wants you to see how beautiful he made you. Have you ever made something for somebody and they just don't appreciate it? They're just like, oh, that's it. I don't know what I get. Is that all I get? Oh, and hit those people in the face. But when God right. has made you creatively and beautifully and you're like, oh, I hate my hair. Good night. You know, I'm just saying, guys, listen, give God the glory. Give him the thanks for all your differences. I thank you, God, that you made me different than every member of my team so that I could see beauty in everything. Thank you for helping me see the yeah. things that you would help me create. I'm just... God is good, my friend. That's all I can say. Amen. And it's so funny that oftentimes those who you struggle with the most to have a relationship because of those differences, those are the most, I have found, the most rewarding relationships in the end is those that you really had to fight for. And I think that that's yeah. what God intended. And he fights for us. And he, he went through so much just to make himself available to us. So really when he says, hey, you know what? If somebody does you wrong, pray for them. If they curse you, bless them. If they, if they just use you, do good to them. I think it's his way of saying, look, you're honoring me. That I was willing to do that for mm-hmm. you, and I did. Yeah. 
And this is a small way that you can give it back to me. And I love, I just keep playing that over, you know, the dung beetle and the butterfly. That would make a great kid's book. I'm just saying, I think you and I, we've gone many different directions. Like we need to do, oh, this. We need to do yes. that. But they're like the best of friends, but they got to figure out how do we make it work and how it could be so beautiful together. And I'm just thinking here's a dung beetle on the ground, you know, but somebody's got to be able to rise up above and kind of see things from a different perspective that the dung beetle never could. But, man, that dung beetle's got the strength and the drive to do things that that butterfly would never be capable of. And I'm so proud of you for being part of that project and for sticking with it. And I'm proud of you, too, for crying and then allowing God to wipe your tears and going back. So many times we just, we are so tempted to come home and give up and curl up and we leave it there. But God says, hey, no, come to me and I will give you rest. But then he says, daily pick up your cross and follow mm. me. He, so he doesn't ever say, come curl up on my lap for the next three weeks. He's like, hey, um, <laughs> okay, come to me and I will give you rest. And then guess what? I give grace that's new each morning. Now get out there and do it. And I'm not saying there's not a time, oh, you God. know, for grieving. So Let's put it in perspective. But I think for things like this, too often we want to sit around and kind of lick our wounds. And God's like, hey, you know what? You're you're bigger than that. You're better than that. And your purpose is so much more than that. So get out there. Let's keep going. You know, and every time he humbles us, I love that. Because when we are humbled, he says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and I will lift you up. And without us being humbled, there is no chance for that elevation. And so I just rejoice mm. in your honesty and with sharing all of those things because so many times our, our joy and our success is in the project. Like, oh, I was a part of this. Like, we got to explain that there was blood, sweat, and tears that went into that. And that's such an important part of the story. I love that in the Bible that we have the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus sweat blood. And we have him going up the you know, up that road to Calvary, and he is struggling so badly with the weight of the cross that somebody has to carry it for him. And I love that the Bible just doesn't say, so God came to earth, and then he died on the cross, and he rose again, and the, 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 this focus of the story is all just on the glory. So much of the focus and so many details that God gives uh, are in the story, that journey leading yeah. up to the victory. And I think that that is so important for us to know that Jesus himself did not experience victory without intense gut-wrenching struggle. So who are we to think Mm. that we're going to accomplish any success and not encounter people who are different than us and not encounter people who view us? Okay, talk about people judging you wrong. Oh, my word. I I must have I, I must have a tattoo on me somewhere. I don't, but I think I do that says, judge me, please. I must. Because everywhere I go, they're like, you know, like these eyes of poking through me. I'm like, well, why did she really do that? Why did she really say that? I'm like, are you for real? And it's really happened like all of my adult life. I, my modus is modus questioned and um, just all these, like, I'm just trying to be myself and be real and constantly being questioned. And well, I, listen, and I mean, I have to say this real quick before it just, and it's going to go out of my head if I don't, but the dung beetle and the butterfly, I think what happens is like the dung beetle looks at the butterfly and is like, why is mine so high? Why are you even going up there? Why are you flapping your wings east or south? It doesn't make any sense. And then all of a yeah. sudden the butterfly says, you're right. 
why am I flying that way? You know what I mean? I, is that wrong? Should I not be moving it this way? And so, you know what, people? Let me tell you something right now. If the, if the butterfly flies, let it fly. Blow it some air and say good luck. If the dung beetle, and the same thing with the dung beetle. Why is that dung beetle pushing poo? You know, it's dumb. It doesn't even make any sense. And then the dung beetle, me, I begin to think the same thing. Why am I pushing this? Am I supposed to be doing this? Am I supposed to look like this? And so, but here, the ultimate, you are a butterfly, my friend. And so you fly. You fly those little wings off. I am your cheerleading dung beetle. And I want to tell you right now <laughs> that I don't look down on your, on your beautiful wings with their color and their whatever and wonder why can't I. Or you shouldn't look at me and wonder why can't you push. It's, but I want to encourage each other always. And when I begin to think that way, why can't I fly? Oh, humble me, God, to remember that it also affects the butterfly when I think bad. It doesn't just affect me, but it affects the butterfly. Right. It's like a chain reaction. So if you can begin to appreciate the details and the differences, then all of a sudden when I'm like, butterfly, man, sweet wings, you know, nice job, right? Amazing how you write these songs. These songs you put together straight from the flower, they're beautiful. Look how you mother your children. That's a beautiful thing. Then you begin like, well, you know what? Hey, I am flying right. So anyone who's making fun of my friend in flight, I'm saying right now, we're not having it. You're You're not part of the party, per se. Go over and learn how to use your own raccoon tail. And then come talk to us, okay? <laughs> what are you even doing with your raccoon tail? You don't even know. Anyway, so fly, uh, my friend, fly. Uh, well, you too. And I love what you just said about you know, cheering people on. I think that God will judge us far less for cheering on the wrong people or, or the wrong motives than he will us judging. The, you know, he says the power of life mm, yes. is, in the, is in the tongue. And I think that God will judge much more harshly for the death that we have incurred because of our words than the life that we have perhaps given out of place or out of, out of, you know, proper sequence. You know, if we encourage somebody and it wasn't necessarily right, and I, I just can't help but think that God would more often have us being the encouragement. And Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 